It starts off bad. The nugget. Disrespect is a thief. Disrespect is a thief that steals your blessing. Disrespect is a thief that steals your blessing. So, if you think you're shy in your blessings, find out what you're doing. Okay. Okay, Father, we thank you right now, Father God, as we look to your word. We thank you, Lord, that our eyes be open, Father God, to greater understanding. We call upon your Holy Spirit to open each of our eyes, Father God, to greater revelation, uh, revelation, Father God. As individuals, we praise you. We just give you thanks in Jesus' name. Uh, I think we've all played baseball. Amen? And they do that. They throw, and you hope it's a strike if you're a pitcher. Right? I mean, and I think we've all been down in the bowling alley. One, two, three. And you hope it's a strike. Both the pitcher and the bowler have this in common follow-through. If the follow-through is not there, your projectile will not hit the right place. It'll miss. Oh, me. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. You know, you regret throwing that pitch or, or rolling that ball. If you don't, you're rolling a perfect 300 game and you throw a bad one and it just wrecks the whole thing. You regret that. Uh, we want to be on target each and every time to be successful in our life. Amen. Glory to God. Now, in the spiritual realm, we also need to apply the same technique. Follow through. The reality is that we need to be dependable, obedient, and faithful and loyal to the conditions, terms, and agreement of each scenario or situation that we come into contact with. Let me read that part again. The reality is that we need to be dependable, obedient, faithful, and loyal to the conditions, terms, or agreements that we have. We're talking about spiritual, so we're going to say, with God, we need to be loyal. Amen. Amen. Okay. Faith that works is living faith. Faith that works is living faith. Meaning that faith is active and functional and dynamic. Living faith is functional, active, and dynamic. Living faith works and produces or is produced in a believer. Living faith is produced in a believer. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Some of us need to catch on, be on fire here. Okay. 
Living faith must be growing. Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith must be growing. In other words, it must be developing, being strengthened through the powers of the following. This is how it grows. Through prayer, meditation, and the word. And this is accomplished only by daily applications. And in the word, 24-7. We need to have prayer, meditation, and reading the word. Not just once in a while, not when only needed, but sought daily in an intimate relationship with God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Think about it. Okay. That's living faith. That's growing faith. Living faith must be changing. Living faith must be changing. It needs to be maturing. It needs to be established by the renewing of the mind. Living faith must be exercising the principles of faith. Line upon line. Precept upon precept, here little, there little, from glory to glory. It's energizing and fulfilling. We are changed through the word and by the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Think about that. What a wonderful change, being changed by God, the word, and his spirit. Just, I mean... You need to be dancing up and down. I mean, where it says, my cup overfloweth, man, you have to be bubbling. Yeah. You know, um, I told, we talked, I talk, I've told you about Harold uh, when he first uh, kind of got into the word. Uh, when the wife and I started attending church together, we met Harold. He was a an elderly man, and he went through all the, the revivals of, of his day. And one of the songs he would sing all the time, I'm bubbling, I'm bubbling, I'm bubbling in my soul. I'm singing, I'm dancing, God has made me whole. Some people not, can't understand it. I can't remember the rest of it. But I'm bubbling, 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 bubbling day and night. That's what we need to be, bubbling. We need to be an artesian well. We, you know, you can't plug up an artesian well. It's going to come out someplace else. You ought to be like old faithful. Every time. When the opportunity comes. Glory to God. But some of us are, are real good at Plugging up God's work. Oh, that's not changing, is it? That's not growing. Okay. Living faith must be overcoming. Living faith is enduring, conquering, and victorious. Glory to God. Fighting the good fight of faith. Boldly pursuing righteousness. Doing mighty exploits in the name of the Lord. Not bending 
yielding or compromising with the enemy. This is living faith. It's growing, it's changing, and it's overcoming. Do you have it? Amen. We're going to find out. As individuals, we have to evaluate our faith. Is it living faith? Is it growing? Is it changing? Is it overcoming? If it's not doing those three things, you're, you don't have living faith. You've got dormant faith. Oh, me. Is it living faith? If it, if it is what, if it is, what are you doing with it? If you have living faith, what are you doing with it? If you think you have living faith, what are you doing with it? What is the purpose of your life? Oh, I believed in a new car. I believed in a new house. I believed in a new job. Is that what living faith is for? It's to help others. And if you're not helping others, you've got dormant faith. You just plugged up your artesian well. Some, an artesian well is supposed to give life. I mean, they got, what, what do you call it? I think it's uh, arrowhead. It's supposed to be coming from there. And if you get on the airlines, they got water from Fiji. You know, it's, it's a perfect water. This is, this is what you... This is what we are. You are giving life to somebody. If you have living faith, are you living faith? Are you giving life to somebody? Hmm. Uh-oh. Stepping, ro rolling on toes. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is what God says. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17. We, we all know it, but, but we'll read it anyway. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. From the King James. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, let's go to the Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. God says that you're fresh and new. That means you're not plugged up. You need to be having... An artesian well experience. True. Or a geyser experience. Taken off. With living water. You have living water to give. Well, since we're... God says that. Let's see what else he said. Galatians chapter 6. We're going to read this from the Amplified. Galatians chapter 6, looking at verse 15. For neither is circumcision now of any importance, nor uncircumcision, but only a new 
creation, the result of a new birth and a new nature in Christ Jesus the Messiah. You're a new creature. That's all God wants you to be, a new creature that's created in Him. That we need to follow His footsteps. That's why He's given us the manual. That book that you hold in your hand or that iPad you got in your hand that has the Bible going through. It's the manual. He's telling us how to operate. Some of us don't want the manual. We need to have the man. We need to be perfect. We need to know what the manual says. And we need to follow the manual. Glory to God. God is doing a work in us when we yield to him. That's why we will be able to grow, change, and overcome if we yield to, yield to the Lord. His purpose, is, uh, his purpose requires that we cooperate. We need to cooperate. That means we will grow. We will have changes, and we will overcome. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is the vital part. Cooperation. This, this is vital to living faith. Do you have living faith this morning? We need to. We need to be gushing, bubbling. Giving life to those that we come in contact with. Not just ourselves. Hello. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Let's back up to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're about done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody's jumping up and down. I saw it. 1 Corinthians chapter five, uh, 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 15, pardon me. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Okay, we got it now. Let's go to the, almost to the end of that uh, chapter. Verse 57. But thanks be to God which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Fifty-eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain. Wow, having living faith. We need to be steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. What's the work of the Lord? In the beginning, God... Should we go back to Genesis? In the beginning, God created. That's God's job, creating. That's God's job, creating, giving New life. And we are to follow him. Do, Jesus says, do as I do, I do as the Father does. I create new life. You and I are to create new life. Living life. Creating new life. That's growing. That's changing and that's what? Third one. Some of you got to check your notes. 
growing, changing, and overcoming with new life, giving new life. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at verse 58 again. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, creating, giving life, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain. You're our labor. Uh-oh. Draws attention to our responsibilities. True. Your labor talks about your responsibilities. What are your responsibilities as a child of God? God God's work is creating and we are made in his image so we need to create or give life to something or someone. Without you, nobody can get saved. That's why when you got saved, you didn't just were, were taken out of the world. You were here to go out there and say, I'm going to create some life for you. I'm going to give you, into you, introduce you to Jesus Christ. He'll give you new life. You'll grow. You'll change. And you'll overcome. Wow, what a blessing you can give to others. All right. Our labor. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We need to find what motivates us with our faith. And yield to that labor that God has called us to. Real living faith comes into agreement with God's purpose. Real living faith comes into agreement with God's purposes. What are you agreeing with, God? Hmm. Our purpose is to grow Pardon me. God's purpose is that we grow or change to become much like him in his life, in this lifetime, as time allows us. So let's go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're, we're supposed to grow and change, just as he says. Grow, 2 Timothy chapter 2, looking at verse 15. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Wow. Hallelujah. You know, we are uh, co-laborers with God. Amen? Amen? All right. Glory to God. I'm, I'm glad you understand that part. Okay. Now, let's go back to the Old Testament a little bit. And they had what they call a blood covenant. Okay? Each participant, participant of that blood covenant swears to respect and uphold the agreement made between the two of them. When needed, the other would come to the aid of the other and stand with them and do what was necessary to fulfill that obligation. I'm in trouble. I'm getting beat up. The Lord says, I'm stepping in. Nobody's going to beat you up. I'll take care of it. 
But he's gone now. Jesus is gone. It says, I need some help. You're here on earth, I'm up there. Or I'm up here and you're on earth. I want you to do something. Go into all the world and... Okay, come on. Some of you are looking at me, oh, first time around. Okay, let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 16, this is what he says. This is what he's asked of us. Mark chapter 16. Because you're in blood covenant. He, he's already... Are we doing this? Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. God saved you. You need to share the good news. I'm tongue-tied. He says, I'll help you out if you need help. I give you boldness to witness. The, the, the new church says, with boldness they went out and preached the good news of the gospel. Well, if you're a little, a little bit on the timid side, ask, and it shall be given unto thee. Oh, boy. Come out like a roaring lion. Giving them living water. You're going to give out living water. You're creating something for these people. You're showing them. This is the blessing you can have. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I can't go to the movies. I can't do that. No, that's not it. You're giving them new life. Glory to God. As believers, God has called us to do certain things. Being obedient to observe and do the works he's called us to do. As true believers, we must follow up, follow up, if you're wanting the title, follow up on the agreement we made with him. Right. Says, I give my life and you're set free, but I want you to do something. Create new life for me. Give them living water. Okay, you're, you're still there? Second Timothy? We'll, we'll take it a little bit further. Oh, not that. That was Mark. You've got to go back to Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 2, once again. Second Timothy chapter 2, looking at, beginning with verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having the seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Hello? Does he know you this morning? And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In other words, I know you. You need to stop. You know, I told you, some of us have that little... 
in our hearts, that little dark area we just don't want to release yet. We need to release it. Okay, let's go on. Verse 20. But in the great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver. Boy, isn't that beautiful. But also of wood and of earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor. Uh-oh. Ooh. Mm. Mm-mm. What kind of faith are we having? Do we have living faith? Living faith would say that uh, we would have gold and silver. And uh, a plugged up faith would say that we are not quite there where we need to be. Verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel of honor. Oh, there you go. We need to purge ourselves. Ooh. Sanctify and meet the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, amplified, 19. But the firm foundation laid by God stands, sure and unshaken, being this seal, inscription, the Lord knoweth those who are his, and let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. But in the great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also utensils of wood and earthware, and some for honorable and noble use, and some for menial and ignoble use. So whoever shall cleanse himself from that which is ignoble and uncleanse, unclean, who separates himself from the contact with contaminating and corrupting influence, will then himself be a vessel set apart and useful for the honorable and noble purposes, consecrated and profitable to the master, fit and ready for any good work. Shun useful lust and flee from them, and aim at the uh, pursue righteousness, all that are virtuous and good and right living, conformity and will of God in thought, word, and deed, and aim and pursue with faith, love, and peace, harmony and uh, concord with others. In fellowship with all, all Christians who call upon the Lord of a, pu- uh, of a pure heart. But refuse and shut your mind against having nothing to do with trifling, ill-informed, and unedifying, stupid controversies over ignorant questioning. For you know that they foster strife and breed quarrels. And the servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome fighting and contending. Instead, he must be kindly to be kind to everyone and mild-tempered, preserving and bond of peace. He must be a skilled and suitable teacher, patient and forbearing and willing to suffer wrong. Oops, that's hard. 20, verse 25, and he must correct his opponents with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, that they will perceive and recognize and become accurately, accurately acquainted with all, with and acknowledge it. Wow. And they may come to their senses and escape out of the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him, henceforth to do this, to do his God's will. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, going back to this, what I'm saying. Uh, 
going back to the very uh, first part of it, where it says gold and silver and, and earthen uh, utensils, implies that not all of us are of the same quality. Not all of us are of the same quality. Some of us have that living faith, and other ones have dormant faith, and some of us got plugged up faith. I mean, you just not want to operate at all. We need to apply ourselves and purge what is defiling and dishonoring to become vessels of honor. This is the removal of any carnal secret actions, thoughts or actions. Like I said, most of us have something down in here. We just don't want anybody else to know. You know, it's my little pet peeve. You know, I, mean, I know, Lord, you want me to get rid of it, but, you know, those donuts do look good. You know, whatever it is. Okay? It becomes a major blockage, that little area, to be totally set free and finding success promised through God's word. Let's go to uh, 1 John chapter 3. In 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Look at this. 1 John chapter 3. Looking at verse 3. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Go, going to the Amplified. And everyone who has this hope resting on him cleanses, purifies himself, just as he, was, he is pure, chastened, undefiled, and guiltless. We need to have that living faith that will cleanse ourselves when needed. Well, since you're... There, 1 John, back up the chapter. This is how you cleanse yourself. This is what we need to do. This is, this is sometimes we uh, neglect to do because we're obstinate. We, we are stubborn. 1 John 1, nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to have that in our living Faith. Amen. Now let's turn to the, oh, to the book of Philippians chapter 2. That's Philippians chapter 2. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Living faith. It's growing. It's changing. It's overcoming. Living faith. Philippians 2, verse, beginning with verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but, as, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Glory to God. We need to be obeying because if we don't, we, we, our salvation, it says, could be in jeopardy. Verse 13, for... For it is God who works in you both to will and do his good pleasure. So let, let God work in you. Let God create in you living faith. God lays the responsibilities upon us to participate in the works he has called us to do. Amen. We must respect God for who he is. Respect means to hold in high regard. Respect to hold in high regard. Our reverence moves us to defer 
ourselves to his instructions when making a choice. Okay, listen. Vision or foresight comes as a result of a revelation of God. Vision or foresight comes from the result of a revelation of God. Vision introduces virtues, the virtues of God that preserve life, the virtues preserve life, protect us from harm, and helps us to achieve goals. The fruit or the fruits of wisdom are virtues. The fruits of wisdom are virtues. Everyone has heard of virtues. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we'll get into that some other time. And most of us have an understanding of, it, of what virtue is. Virtues are the good habits developed out of love for others and show our content and character. Virtues show your content of character. And we will look at uh, three virtues right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Look at that. Look at these. These are three big virtues. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse 13. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Faith is the foundation in which the other two stand. Love is the object because it enables us to communicate and interact. Hope is the quality that motivates us and gives us energy and gives us the anticipation, glory to God, of greater things to come. Okay. Uh, faith is the foundation in which the other two stand. And love is the object because it enables us to communicate, interact properly, and unite, okay? Hope is the quality that motivates us, providing energy by keeping us in anticipating of the greater things to come. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. All right. Quiz time. Let's see how many of you are you ready. Some of you got smiles. Another one's dropped their heads. I don't know which one you got. Quiz time. What was the, what was the quiz? What was the uh, uh, question? Do you remember? Okay, somebody tell me. No, that was last week. You should have that already. We're going, we're going to the other sons now. Jacob had 12 sons. What were their names? Well, we won't get into that right away. Okay. First son was Reuben. It means to what? See a son. Okay. Oh, this was found in Genesis chapter 29. Begin verse chapter 29 to 31, 30, verse 30, beginning 31, 32, goes all the way into chapter 35, verse 18. So we have the second, second name after Reuben comes Simeon. It means what? God has heard. Okay. Wait till you get these other ones I'm going to throw at you. Third son. I have a, my third puppy. Anybody know his third puppy's name? 
Levi. Okay. G Levi means joining in harmony. He, jo he joined in harmony with our, our family. Glory to God. Then we have Judah. Glory to God. It means to what? Praise. Are you praise? Some of us need to have uh, our middle name Judah or something to praise. All right. We need to start praising. All right. Then we go to Dan, which means what? Judged. We, you'll find out about Dan some other time. We won't go there but at this point. Then we have, after Dan, we have... And it means to struggle. All right, you're good. Gad! Oh, I gave you the one. Okay, what does Gad mean? A troop. We need to, be, we, you mean, we need to have a lot of Gads. We need to have a troop in here. Not just a, you know, a, a few. Let's get going here. The next one is what? Asher. And it means? Okay, happy and blessed. No more, Mike. You're, you're restricting now. I'm holding your... I bind your lips. <laughs> I want some, uh, somebody else to speak out. All right, comes after Asher. We have... Esekar. Then now yours is bound too. <laughs> Esekar means what? Okay, tell us. Reward. Esekar is reward or uh, uh, compensate. Okay, next we have somebody that has, that's at the end of our alphabet. You haven't did your homework. Zebulun, Zebulun, Zebulun. Zebulun means gift or honor. Okay. Then we have the one that you have to. I'll give you a hint. His brothers put him in a in a pit and sent him off to Egypt. Who was his name? Joseph. And what does his name mean? God shall add. All right. And he had a little brother whose name was? Benjamin. Benjamin. And Benjamin's the son of my right hand. Glory to God. Now, I didn't ask you this, but they had a sister. Anybody know who the sister was? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not this time. The sister was what? Dinah, all right. And who is her mother? Does anybody know? You'll find this in uh, Genesis chapter 30, verse 31. It's Leah. Now there's a, there's a bunch of, uh, I was looking this up, and there's a reason um, she had a girl. See, you had two sisters, Leah and Rachel. And Rachel found out that Leah was pregnant. And she didn't, you know, what goes with the males in the family carry the name. So she prayed and prayed. So this is in, in uh, Jewish history. She prayed that the child would be a female. That's how, you know, this is, this is in Jewish history. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. Um, Her sister prayed that. Rachel prayed that Leah would have 
a daughter, not a male, because that would carry on the family. She wanted to have, you know, a couple of children. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll give you the information. That is found in the Talmud. Uh, the Talmud is a comprehensive written version of the, the Jewish oral, oral laws and commentaries. It's made of the Mishnah and Jerma. Jerma is the is the rabbinical analyst and commentary on the Mishnah. Mishnah is the core text of the thing, and you put that all together, you get the Torah. Um, now, according to, we're talking about who, the daughter, Diane. Okay, okay. Now, according to Jewish his, uh, historians. You'll like this. You know, uh, unfortunately, they moved it to a town, and she got raped by a, a non-believer and, and her two brothers uh, went in there and uh, killed, all the, killed all the males. But anyway, um, according to uh, the Jewish historians, after Job, which is before the book of Psalms, the book of Job. Job. When Job's wife died, and Job's first wife' name was Sitos, S-I-T-L-O-S. It has the root meaning, uh, root word, S-O-T-A-L, meaning unfaithful wife. Wow, Job had an unfaithful wife. What? Curse, curse God and die. Curse God, you know. But Job married, or, or Dinah married, Job. It's, it's in their history. You know, it doesn't say, that's, this is what I find kind of interesting, you know, it's intertwined. And she's the one that had ten children together, and they had, uh, well, he had his riches doubled on, on his second wife. And his, wow, isn't that, isn't, isn't that interesting? Okay, next week's quiz. Are you ready? In the promised land, how many cities were refuge cities, and where were they located? Uh, Numbers 35, verse 6 will tell you there are either three, five, six, or seven cities, refuge cities. And in Joshua chapter 20, this is still we're talking about the refuge cities, uh, Joshua chapter 20, verses 7 through 9 gives you the name or names of the cities and their locations. Okay, let me go again. Next week's quiz. In the promised land, how many cities were refuge cities? You find it in Numbers 35, verse 6. And you'll find the names of the cities and their location in Joshua chapter 20, verses 7 through 9. And there's some interesting thoughts on that one. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're getting out early again. <laughs> so let's, let's all stand. Some of us are, well, are, is going to have follow through with our faith, Right? We are going to have growing faith, changing faith, overcoming faith, because we are going to follow through on what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen.
Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, it has opened our eyes to a greater understanding. We thank you, Lord, that uh, that which uh, you have shown us as individuals, Father God, we are able to implement into our lives, Father God, to bring a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Amen.